my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Tyramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll show it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're gonna get this Terramax out. We're gonna live a clean life. Yes, I'm going to a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Terramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to a paranormal episode of Internet Chronicle Hate Radio. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by, you guessed it, Liebel Droger Incorporated, who brought you such wonderful products as the Mind Over Matter at Home Singularity Kit for plugging your deepest thoughts and fears into a Tesla coil and spraying it onto a TV for the whole family to look at. And they can be like, I, you know, I, I didn't know that happened to you all those years ago. I'm very sorry that this has changed you for the worst. Uh, some pretty good old boys on Hate Radio tonight. I'm Hate Sec, as you already know because you listen to this show. And um, ghost skeptic and paranormal naysayer Kilgore joins us live for the entire episode from the Internet Chronicle, deep beneath the Earth's mantle, where the spirits cannot reach him and ghosts don't exist. He lies in wait to correct people on their vocabulary. Kilgore, how the hell's it going, man? Don't you mean how the hell going it is? Well, I heard that it, hell it's pretty going. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to hear it straight out of the horse's mouth. You don't believe in ghosts. Why don't you join us in the other room, Kilgore, for, you know, where the okay, adults fine, believe fine, in fine. ghosts? Yeah, let's do it. All right, motherfucker. Okay. Uh, we got ghost stories, but you don't believe in them. You got ghost them. stories? Call us up. I've never seen a ghost. Never uh, heard a ghost. Kilgore will refute and disprove your claims that you. No, have I don't seen think I'll do that. No, I don't think I'll do that. He will disrespect you and invalidate your experiences as you call in. 917-675-4836. Kilgore will shut you down. That's your job as the skeptic, dude. You gotta, you gotta keep these motherfuckers in line and uh, remind us what a, what a crock of shit ghosts are. Cause um, they are right. Ghosts are fucking bullshit. Yeah. Ghosts. What are ghosts? If you see a ghost, right? You you can't. Okay, first of all, 
you can't say that somebody didn't see something. Maybe it wasn't a ghost or whatever, but you can't if if they say that they saw something and they really mean it and they did see something, then they fucking saw something, right? Um, but but they didn't well, necessarily if you say see that. Ghost. Then you have to un- then you have to believe that everything you've ever seen while tripping on acid is hundred percent true. If you believe that, well, I've seen. Look, I've I've actually never tripped so hard that it broke my ability to uh, believe or not believe in what I was experiencing. And so, like, you, I could t- I could tell the difference exactly? between reality and uh, crazy thoughts I was having. Like, I had thoughts like maybe I'm God, maybe I'm the devil. Thoughts like that. I was yeah. like, oh no, that's bullshit. Because you know yeah, whatever. You had that thought for a second. Yeah, I did, and, and it kind of tripped me it. out. Yeah, I refuted, refuted it. it. So you did just what you said is you shouldn't do. Well, um, I, I just know what I seen, man, and, and and I can't explain it. Do you think you really saw God and the devil? No, no, I thought I was the devil, but then I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. There's no such thing as the devil. I thought, oh, I must be God. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, maybe I, you know, maybe we're all a little bit of God in that way. That was the conclusion I actually reached after that. Oh, there we go. So this was a chain of thoughts that led somewhere. Yeah. Even though necessarily they weren't true, and you later refuted them, that doesn't mean they didn't take you somewhere, right? I still cling to the possibility that maybe I'm God, <laughs> but right. you know, I gotta have something. So, but it it is like uh, you somebody sees something. Okay, maybe you did right. Maybe you were like uh, huffing gasoline or something leading up to that. Like Jessica White when he saw that woman, she was like a snake woman coming at him. Do you remember that? He took a big hit of gasoline and he saw a beautiful woman, and then she was like actually composed of snakes. You remember that? Right. Yeah. And that, he if saw you that. follow if you follow this ghost logic where you can't refute it. Well, he really that that woman is out there somewhere, right? No, but I'm saying that no, that's not woman. what I'm trying to say. I'm She's saying Jesco saw it. So you're just disc- you can't discredit him if you discredit someone's uh No, it's not discrediting him. I'm saying you have to take their word for it that they really saw something. That's right. He saw it and it's out there. But and uh just what because else? Jesco would say that that's a ghost doesn't mean that it's a ghost. That's just well, Jesco's ignorance. it's not a ignorance. ghost. He said it was a vision, actually. Or a he vision. I had a vision. But if I saw a ghost and I called it a ghost, you know, mm. fair enough, but it's probably not a fucking ghost. Even though I, I experienced it as a ghost. It's like that's, you know, ghosts are bullshit. There's no such thing as ghosts. There's a story that we make up. And, the, and, you know, ghosts is th- the thing that fills the gap between our ignorance and uh, reconciling it. Or what the fuck ever. Trump 2020, gotta go, see ya, somebody says in chat. Thanks a lot, man. That really fucking helps, doesn't it? Gotta go, see ya. Gotta go. He didn't even stick around, like, to write gotta go in another you know line. He, he's, he's already in another... Uh, stream right now. Yeah, gotta go. Telling everybody. See ya. <laughs> gotta Bye. Go. I'm on my way to another stream. You you would write. Oh, gotta go on another line. I think. 
Well, he's he's actually doing some kind of uh, campaigning here. Ghosts are echoes of time. Well, that's poetic, isn't it? It's a sleepy hazard. That's another, yeah, it's another thing. It's like it it fills in this gap between what you know and what you. Well, we got hallucinations. We're talking about what do we believe? And do we believe ghosts? Do we believe hallucinations? Do we believe, how about dreams? Are dreams a reality? Dreams are the closest thing to just, to being connected to some other fucking reality that we have. There's this whole background of, it's like, there's this whole uh, underpinning of a, of a completely other set of rules and a life that has led you to the, these places that you wind up in dreams that have nothing at all to do with your place and current day. Like you'll have a completely different job or something or fucking you'll be out in a completely different part of the world that you've never been to. Just plunged right. into this shit. And I've had a dream actually. And it's normal. Now, this isn't a ghost story, but this is something that I do believe, skeptical as I am, but I had a dream that I was in a very specific building um, dancing, and it's something that uh, my gra- it was a building place that my grandfather danced at, and I didn't know it at the time until later. And um, now I wonder how much memory can get into dna you know how vivid can it be because clearly enough there can be you know basic survival you know there's a lot of stuff built into our dna that we can't know any other way there is uh... yeah, I, I don't mean like specific usually people don't have memories of their grandparents or parents usually they do have memories of oh you know what do, <laughs> Don't the elephants have this thing where they can, uh, they have the memory of a, a long uh, cross continent path that they don't need? It's been proven. They know it instinctively, probably, you know, I guess through their DNA. They just know the path. Mm-hmm. They know the way. They know the way. Or, um, you know, maybe um, that place where you danced contained a memory. And it was an echo of time, like Sleepy Hazard says. And it's a place that's that. It's by that mechanism that a place will become haunted. Like you might have had a nice vision of something built into you, like cooked into your your fucking memory. And and uh, ghosts are like waking dreams of the past that have come through our DNA. Boink! There they are. Okay, that it's could like be, that could be a plausible it's explanation. Like a, if you, you overwrite a hard drive, you can still access the old data that was still there. Right. You know, as long as when you formatted it, you didn't actually overwrite it with ones and zero. You know what I'm saying? And these ghosts are like just our memories. That's a good idea. Well, a memory is something like an echo of time, isn't it? I think it's it's yeah, the closest thing you can get, without time being actually a, something that you experience as sound. I mean, I'll be goddamn, but that's pretty fucking close to the analogy. 
some pretty good old boys on hate radio tonight. And by that, I mean you and me. All right, so that's what that's what ghosts are. But we have a ghost story. You have a ghost story you wanted <clears throat> to tell us, but we didn't have time last night. So maybe let's get started off with that before we take any calls. Well, was that the story? Was that your ghost story that you said wasn't really a ghost story? Yeah, that's it. That's all. It's done. We teased this last night that I had a ghost story. And then you exploded at me uh, because I wasn't getting around to it fast enough. And I've, and I've, I've sat with that. And uh, I just, I was hoping you would apologize to me on the air. No, fr- just tell the story in just front tell of everyone. I have a couple, man. I got a. In fact, one of these stories is a couple of stories. Okay, and then I have another story that I also experienced. I don't believe in ghosts, right? But this shit happened. Did you hear the story about the guy? He was, um, he had, uh, he had like a townhouse. Maybe they had, there was, a, and there wasn't even another family next door. So it was like a townhouse, duplex, upstairs, downstairs. But they were the only inhabitants. At the uh, edge of the yard one night, as, the, the father, there's a man, woman, and their daughter. The father is going up the stairwell from the laundry room, and he happens to notice out the window where he just was, where he was just walking through, there was a woman at the edge of the woods in white, tattered uh, gown or whatever, looking real fucking creepy. You know, real typical of some scary fucking shit you might see in a horror movie. Not even looking at him either. Looking out in the woods, like, what the fuck did I just see, you know? He's so unnerved by it, and yet he, like, doesn't do anything about it for what the fuck ever reason. And then one night, he's asleep, right? And he wakes up in the middle of the night, and that bitch is standing in the door to their bedroom, and he pulls the covers up because he's so fucking scared. Like, he, you know, he doesn't want it to be happening or whatever. And then some time goes by and he looks up and she's she's gone. Okay, and then one night he is, like, checking on his girl in her room. And he sees the chick or, like, he has this kind of feeling that she might be in the closet. Right, and, he, and he's really working himself up and tripping himself out over this this uh, woman that he's been seeing. And he's sure that he's nuts. And uh, he puts the girl to bed. He goes to bed. Okay, and in the middle of the night, he wakes up, and his girl is standing in his bedroom. This is a true story. And she says, Dad, there's someone in my closet. Okay, it, so every this is like a five-alarm fucking emergency at this point. But rather than flipping on all the lights and like grabbing a weapon and storming in there like a man, he walks across the hallway and he's like cowering. If, you know, if this dude's in front of his family, cowering like a bitch on the other side of the, some closet door, right in the middle of the boonies. And uh, 
he goes for the door and like she's not there there's nothing there he has to convince the girl to go to bed he tells this story having no idea um how to explain this horrible time in his life that he went through that was so bad that you he almost can't remember it it's it's almost like a bad dream he had you know but he he writes it out and somebody says how old is your house and he tells them they asked him what kind of appliances he has apparently this guy had carbon monoxide poisoning and his whole family had it which is why his daughter was seeing the same trippy shit like his everybody was getting tripped out yeah but this is a ghost this has gone from a ghost story to a carbon monoxide poisoning story it's terrible yeah it's but as far as they knew this is a fucking ghost because that's the only way they could explain it. That was their frame of reference. Ghosts. It's a fucking ghost. We're out here in the country. You know, there's an empty house next door. It's dark all the time. It's a fucking ghost. They just knew it was a ghost. I shared an apartment building with a bunch of our friends at one time. And, uh, one of our friends, it was this old apartment building. It's like nine stories tall. We all lived in the top floor, partied every night. And everybody said this place was haunted because it's a big, creepy looking uh, building that looks like it used to be a mental institute. People would say it's a mental institute. It's not really a mental institute. It was always a residence. And um, anyway, it did have a reputation of being haunted. What the fuck ever, right? I never believed in any shit like that. But um, my buddy, she tells us something. I'm thinking she just she just wants attention or whatever. Like, I don't know why she's telling us this really crazy ghost story. But she says that in her room, in the middle of the night, it was about 1.30, she was going to bed. We're all about like 18 or 20 or something. 21, maybe. And um, she's looking around the room. And she looks from left to right. And she's, you know, kind of stoned and hasn't even turned her lights off yet. And while she's looking back and forth around her room, as she's scanning at the foot of her bed, she sees this big black like mamie looking character in front of her wearing old clothes they're not tattered or ripped up and all that shit but they're she's wearing old clothes and just standing there looking at maria and whatever dude and maria said she was like screaming like because she saw this woman and it totally shattered her fucking reality you know, the, the way you do to these women up on the mountain, strumming your guitar, tripping out on LSD, and you get you shatter a reality or two. That's what, Well, this woman, all she had to do was stand at the foot of Maria's bed and look at her. And Maria fucking lost her shit screaming. She, look, she pulls the covers over her and looks away, and she's screaming under the covers. And then she flips the covers back down because her instinct is now I've got to fight or something. And the woman is gone. And she tells us this story. And it's like, whatever, dude. Great story. 
um, you know, now we're going to talk about something real. But as it turns out, a couple of times when I was alone in the apartment, I saw some shit. And I didn't just see it out of the corner of my eye, but I, one time I came, I came in straight in, in the middle of the day. I was the only one there, and uh, I, threw ba- I threw down my book bag, and it's a long apartment. I looked all the way down the hall into my buddy's room at the very end of the hall, and I saw, it reminded me of The Shining, the scene where the, uh, the pig is on its knees, and there's another kind of character on the bed. There was a character at the end of the hall just kind of like standing like that <clears throat> and looking sidelong at me. And it freaked me the fuck out because I stood there looking at it and just staring at it and studying it. And I'm like, what the hell am I seeing here? And eventually I just don't see it anymore. It morphs back into this... Uh, it was one of those chairs with like a, uh, it looks like a fucking bowl and it's resting on a, on a base and it can't really support like a heavy person. It's made of wicker piece of shit. And it had like some clothes piled on it. And another time I was going to the bathroom at night, I was all by myself. Everybody was partying and I thought I was getting robbed because it was Saturday night. I had left the doors unlocked, and um, we were partying on the floor below. And uh, that night, I actually had to take my buddy to the emergency room because he hit his head partying. Got a bunch of staples in it. But I, I was on my way to the bathroom, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a black shadowy figure. A black shadowy figure in your apartment in Richmond, Virginia is not all that unlikely. So I just knew I was getting robbed, and I thought, motherfucker, this is it, right? And so I was like, I just got to like acknowledge him, and I called out, and, and there was nothing. So then I just thought it was somebody in there trying to hide from me, you know, and fuck around in my apartment or something. And so I turned the lights on, and there was nobody in there, but I was so sure that I had seen someone moving in the darkness. And as it turns out, there there was a gas leak in that building too. And so it's uh, not a ghost story anymore. Not a ghost story. It's just another you story. You just had a nice <laughs> day outside. You had one tiny little breath of <laughs> monoxide as you opened your front door, and bam, that's a ghost. Well, that's a now, ghost. I, it comes. It, it, you reminded me earlier when you were. Um, saying that thing about shattering reality and me being up on the mountain and playing guitar. Now that's a great inside joke that I'm sure no one Nobody understands. Gets yeah, and uh, it was you know planted right in the middle of the story where I couldn't uh, explain it without ruining the story. But the story. But Kelgore does shatter guy, a mean reality. This no, that's you got it wrong. That's not how the story went at all. Um, this guy was this tall, slender kind of. Man in uh, black. Bizarre. Yeah, he could have been a man in black, I think. And he, well, he was behaving like one. And yeah. apparently this is what happens when men in black take acid, is they kind of 
they kind of go crazy. You know, this guy was on acid and he apologized the next day for everything he did. Sorry for and, working you over and, while I was on acid. Right. And we saw him later, you know, here and there. This was at a festival on uh, Bent Mountain in the fall. And uh, it's called... Uh, you would see him around. No, I've only seen him around once, like a few days after, which gives him more of a man in black feel. And, yeah, because you know, he just existed around black, that time. Yeah, if he's a man in black, he's a kind of a hippie-oriented one who's uh, at least claiming to take acid. But he is the one who was going around jumping in women's faces and trying to scare them. Ooh. And that then he would come back and he kept coming back to me to talk to me for some reason. He got, he said to me, "I just got I just shattered a reality." Oh, he told you about his. That's what he told me. He was reality like, yeah, shattering. Yeah, yeah, I just got up in her face and shattered a reality. Like, like no. Was, yeah, he told me that. And um, now you never told me I would, this part of the story. Yeah, well, this if you you probably just don't remember it. He's dancing time, around like a fucking elf, shattering realities. I would have remembered that. Well, he had about 10 guys who wanted to beat him up because they were getting in their their girlfriend's face, threatening them and scaring them. Don't you shatter my girlfriend's reality. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, That's that's her reality. That's mine to shatter. No, they, they weren't using his language, but uh, he apparently believed that most of the people there were all from the MVP pipeline, even though they all... Um, actually supported it. Fucking creep, dude. The, I bet he was with the MVP pipeline. It's that's a possibility. He may have been. A, he was there, and basically all he did was try to freak people out the whole night. Yeah, and uh, freaking out, fuck with them. And uh, I'll tell you, man, this guy. He he came up to me while I was playing guitar. He came up behind me, and you you could hear him like in a half whispering voice say. Yeah, man, I love the way you're manipulating all these women's reality with your guitar playing. Jesus. And, and he, it creeped me out so yeah. bad. You were Charles Manson to him. But I had to uh, – no, I was, just, I was just jamming too. I don't know. <laughs> this guy was uh, – you know, he had about half the guys there about ready to beat him up. You ever notice uh, when you go to play music sometimes with people like um, – and they, they totally, they're giving off the air of a musician, right? But then when you're like, oh, okay, great. Here's a guitar. I got a guitar. It, they're attuned together. Let's roll. And you start playing something out, and they get this look on their face. Like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. And they, and they don't I actually know. Kind of look? They don't know, know how to roll. I don't it, think i ever seen that. And, like, they won't... Um, like they're just not ready to uh, improvise with someone. Well, I've seen people who, when you start playing along with them, will panic and stop playing suddenly. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know about people making funny faces or whatever. They that happened. Fa- people make faces, but generally they make some sense, I guess. I don't know. That happened to me on stage. Uh, a drummer stopped playing because we were improvising and he didn't know what was happening. So he stopped like something was wrong, and it shut everything down. It was embarrassing, dude. I hope he still wakes up with like bad dreams about that shit. Because I've it... seen, dude, I've seen some really bad shows. That's not that bad. 
I seen some guy um, who spent about 45 minutes and every time he would start playing, it would take about a minute or 30 seconds or even less for feedback to ruin it. And you could tell something broke inside him after the third or fourth time that that feedback went squealing. Like yeah. <laughs> just totally, everybody just staring at him in anger. And he started, he, he turned red and started to sweat. And um, oh, not good. his song, his, his singing voice started to get really strained. Oh, no. And uh, about an hour and a half into it, he seemed to bounce back. Um, once all the feedback ended he played for 90 minutes yeah and was totally struggling it was the worst bomb i've ever seen of any musician ever and he just it just the problem with it it was it just kept going why didn't people let it go on like that why didn't somebody stop it you're supposed to i don't fucking know why not you're supposed to say hey man you know if you're not improving on the silence maybe maybe don't do it you ever think about that? Am I am I improving on the silence? I think that's a horrific way to look at music. Are we improving on the silence by like who who would who would look at it that way? Some like person who plays a cello in some corner somewhere. I think, <laughs> like distantly and just as lightly as they can. I think about it when I listen to stupid people talking. I think are they improving on silence? Yeah. Right? Well, that's not what the point of talking is. People do that just to uh, avoid the silence. They try to kill the silence just by filling yeah. it with crap. Right. The silence yeah. is precious. Don't break a fucking silence. I'm a dream believer. But you break my silence. Fuck up my dreams. I'm a dream believer. Well, do we have any more ghost stories or vaguely... I have, Simpler an, I have another ghost story. Story, okay, let's hear it. This one, last one sucked. Well, they were <laughs> tales of. In, they in, get scared at all. They were tales of carbon <laughs> monoxide poisoning. First, there was one, and then you thought, okay, here comes a real ghost story. Nope, another carbon monoxide poisoning. My own. Hate sex, carbon monoxide poisoning. As told. By Hatesec himself. I don't think I've ever no, told that. I don't. It actually wasn't a ghost story. If you're more familiar, it's called a shadow person. Yeah, I was seeing shadow people. Yeah, the shadow people, they're just a presence that you feel, and if you look towards them, you might see a shadow or something. Okay, so this last one does not end uh, with somebody being poisoned. Um, I was uh, just a little boy, and we was driving through the mountains, and we come up on a little cemetery, and this was where my great Aunt B was buried. Aunt B must have been pretty good people if uh, if they fucking buried her rather than. Just incinerating her and dumping her ashes somewhere, because that's what that's what usually happens now, right? You don't get buried. But anyway, we went up to this cemetery where Aunt B was buried, 
and mom wanted to pay her respects. We hadn't been to North Carolina in years or something. So we were there. And um, Aunt B, like we lived in her house after she died. So they were they were tight, uh, mom and Aunt B. So she was like trying to pay her respects. And she goes up there. And Aunt B was beloved by the whole community. So it's me, her, and the cold hard truth. The three of us. Cold hard truth rising for Chronicle. The three of us were in the car. And we come up on the cemetery where Aunt B is buried. And mom gets out of the car. And... Uh, this is as day is turning to night. She walks over the hill. I wander off all by myself because I have this fascination with cemeteries. But I don't actually believe in anything, right? So I just run off down the hill and I'm looking into the deep woods and I'm like, man, how deep do those woods go? And just looking at like this thick jungle fucking canopy over this little creepy cemetery in the woods. And it's tripping me out a little bit, but then, you know, and, and I look around and I realize that I'm over the hill and I'm all by myself. So I run up to the car and I, I get in the back seat of the car and I'm, I'm standing in the back seat with my arms up on the, uh, shoulder rests, the shoulders of the front seat. And I'm, and I'm watching, uh, mom and Chuck. And then Chuck comes back to the car and he sits in the driver's seat and we're laughing and talking and I lose track of what mom's doing. And after about five or 10 minutes, mom comes back to the car and tells us that she had a really nice conversation with uh, Bill and Susie. And, and they're saying, you know, oh, Aunt B loves you so much. And she, she's so happy for you that you're doing well. And, you know, she's in a good place and, and she loves you and blah, 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 all this horse shit. And uh, mom was like, well, that is so nice. You know, thank you for saying so. And, the, you know, everything they said, they said it in the present tense. Not Aunt B loved you, but she loves you. Mom comes back to the car tells us this story that this is what she's been doing while Chuck and I are fucking around. And uh, Chuck says, Sarah, we've been sitting here the whole time. Nobody was there. You know, we're 20 yards away. We saw you. You weren't talking to anyone. And I remember mom turning white like uh all the blood had just fucking drained out of her body. That was kind of freaky. That's uh, that's that's all you can say about a ghost story is that's kind of freaky. Probably didn't happen like that. No uh, manipulate, you know, no realities getting crushed or anything like that. Just uh, no gas leaks. Just. Huh, that happened. You know? Who gives a fuck? Wild Bill Kilgore. Alright, is that all we got? Those you are got ghost, anything else? Those are ghost stories. 
Yeah, it's all we got, got in the way of ghost stories. Ghost story. Fucking ghost story. All right. Uh, maybe the listeners have ghost stories. Let's see here. 917-675-4836. Give us a call. We'll listen to your fucking ghost story. Kilgore shuts it down. You've been quiet. You're not shutting down these ghost stories. How do you explain that one? Well, I mean, geez, there's hardly anything to it. (laughs) She talked to some people, had a pleasant conversation, but they weren't really there. Yeah. She's. I think I've I've heard that one before, maybe. I don't know. She's like this dude. It really didn't freak me out or scare me or anything. I just, I was just like, eh. Here's another one. This, uh, man, let's, let's not get into this shit. There's a girl, and she and I used to fuck around at this old farmhouse together. And she would be, like, in charge of it sometimes. She took care of their horses. This was outside of Richmond, uh, sort of in the swamps of Virginia, there to the east. And uh, I would go, I would go out there late at night, you know. It would take like an hour and forty-five minutes to to take the interstate, and then all these little back roads, and finally to this house out in the middle of nowhere. You could see every star in the sky. And I would go out there, and it's a big old house, and and weird shit would happen. Like if I had to walk out to my truck in the in the middle of the night, I could I would shut the door, and I could open the door again and walk away from it. But sometimes, even though I had just tested it, I would come back and it would be locked. Sometimes. Uh, drinks would be poured out in the sink and left upside down that you didn't do. Or the magazines would fall on the floor. This shit would just happen here. Yeah, they had rats or something, didn't they? Who the hell knows, baby? But I don't (laughs) think the rats are fucking... They probably had rats, sure, but I don't think they're pouring drinks out and setting the martini glass upside down. Maybe not. Gently in they the sink. Piss in it, you know, that's what I see. Now we're going to get in somewhere. Rat, you know, came along and pissed in the martini glass. There well, you go. Explained. The animals. Uh, the animals were dying. Like there, there were dogs dying there, and at the time that we were there, horses were dying. Now we're talking. We got a dying farm. Yes. Now, everything is just wearing out is this an old farm like oh it, it's old and at four o'clock frame and it's construction and like we got i mean set the mood here tell us about what it looked like it's it was a big old white house with flaking paint yeah one of those and you see those all over the place the driveway was a quarter mile long to get you to the house that's way out in the middle of this field now did it have a big fucking uh porch full of uh, just junk and it had a it's big all porch, screened in and... a wraparound porch it wasn't screened in but um, it was in good condition oh yeah yes yeah. you should have you should have changed that detail for the show but just lied yeah <laughs> lied, lied to our people 
I mean, oh yeah, it was a totally nice condition, not creepy at all. Well, it was uh, unghost-like and all. No, the form. paint, the paint was, <laughs> the paint was chipping, and <laughs> and it had big, like gaudy features, like a big, heavy fucking front door. Oh, Victorian, Victorian spires on it. But it would lock you out, man. And if every night at four o'clock in the morning, the dogs would run around the house barking. At 4 a.m. It's an empty house, abandoned house. No, these were the dogs that belonged to the house. It's not an abandoned house. We were taking care of it. Jeez, well, who cares about dogs running around a house? I mean, so, that's, that's not... <laughs> but while we were there, two horses died. And this chick yeah. had to dispose of a fucking horse body, man. Oh, that's a tough job. Yeah, that's a tough job. I watched her kick a horse. I saw her kick a horse one time. And uh, I said, how do you feel about that? You kicked that horse. You feel tough? You feel big? And she apologized to the horse like it fucking understands an apology. This is kind of a dark uh, turn here, but was this like uh, some kind of a strange family? Did you find out later that they like lock people under the floorboards or something? You know, this chick had a fucked up way with animals now that I think about it. I was eating her pussy one time, and a kitten jumped up on the bed. It was a kitten that I was watching for a a classmate of mine. It jumped up on the bed, and it bit her foot, right? And she was so jealous of this classmate, this other girl whose kitten I was taking care of, that she grabbed the kitten because it reminded her of that girl, and she threw it against the door while she interrupted me and her pussy to throw this kitten against the door. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of a person are you? When we broke up, she jumped on my back and bit me. And I had bite marks and uh, claw marks all over my arms and shit. It was insane. She bit me on the shoulder, dude. She was a nice girl. Real set of teeth on her. Apparently it's dangerous to get bitten by people. But uh, that's just the kind of chick she was. I don't know. You had a question. What was your question? I didn't have a question. Something about the house, or oh, was it was this house she lived in? This creepy kind of oh, you know, Texas Chainsaw, uh, you know, horror movie type of vibe with the dogs running around. These hound dogs. The it did have a tunnel underneath it. Oh, there we go. And you went through the tunnel. Tell me about it. Well, the tunnel was... Where'd it go? It was made of bones. And, oh, wow. And uh, there was increasingly, there were rib cages and femurs and and so on and skulls. And until finally I came a, a, upon a wall entirely encrusted in human skulls. Now, how'd you get out of here? I mean, really, how'd you get away? You had to fight her, fight her off, really. I never escaped. I'm there to this very day. Oh. I'm still there right now. You have to help me. You have to get me out of here. Kilgore, can you hear me? Nope. I'm trapped in a in a crazy fucking bone fortress, man. Can you can you send help to this reality, or am I stuck in dream reality? I may have to uh, show up kind of like at the end of, um, what was that movie, Get Out? 
I'll just show up like at the last minute. So you don't give a fuck that I'm stuck in this other reality, in this bone fortress with a crazy girl chewing on me. She had a real set of teeth, man. She had some chompers. And when she smiled, she would peel her lips back over the gum like a horse. Well, we'll get you out of there. No one will be smiling at you anymore. She can dislodge her jaw and bite more. She could take off my old fucking shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. Hell of a set of teeth on her. Somebody said, what do you see in James? She goes, uh, I'm, I like him for his money. And here you were at the time, just like a college student. Yeah. <laughs> a broke fucking bum. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was like the only uh, funny thing she ever did. And it was enough to get her to get her along for another couple months. Before, but there comes a time when you got to turn your back on a, on a lady. It doesn't matter how strong of a bite she may have. And you just got to take that bite and walk out. Give me one reason to stay here. And I'll turn right back around. And you can bite me some more. She burned me with a fucking cigarette, too. On her uh, birthday, because we, <laughs> I hated her this much. On her birthday, I was like, oh, it's your birthday today, isn't it? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll be right back. I went inside, and I bought her a cart and her camels. <laughs> and, I, and I came out to the car, and I gave her this cart and her camels. It was the trashiest, fucking, most low-class gift I could think to give her. And it was like a way of insulting her, and it worked. And it made her uh, made her cry. That wasn't very nice. No, I did that when I was 19 years old. Safe to say, uh, hate sex had some growing to do, and uh, and I still do. I'm not finished forming. I'm right, still, well, this uh, is another bad ghost story. I guess it's a pretty good story, but I mean, the ghost story is really the ghost is that woman, man. Yeah. That, that attacked me. I saw her later at a at a show, like at an art show. She came up to me and she's like, "So, how you been?" I'm like, "Really? You gonna come up to me with this small talk? The last time I saw you, you were biting me, flipping cigarettes at me. <laughs> Hell of a ghost story. I wonder whatever happened to her. You ever you ever wonder what happened to your exes?" Do they all live in Texas? You remember when we, uh, when, uh, Kilgore and I, we used to, uh, we used to play music in the street from Dollar Dollar Bills. Just for fun. Just having a gas out on the streets. Tell them about the time that we were, um, we were playing those uh, Bob Dylan songs. When off to our left, uh, uh, you saw a guy almost die or get run over by a car. Don't remember. This dude doesn't to, stick out in my memory at all. You, we were playing music and we didn't, we didn't even stop playing. We just were laughing our asses off as this dude uh, was staggering around in traffic, just partying his fucking ass off, and then he fell down. 
and his leg was like right out in the road and cars were passing him at 25 miles an hour as he's wallowing around in the street. You remember this? And he almost got lost his fucking foot. No, I don't. I told you it doesn't stick in my memory at all. You must see that a lot. No, I mean, Christ, I just, it just didn't, uh, re- just didn't register for me. I don't know. That's your memory, not mine. Memories are echoes of time. And that one just didn't resonate. No, it didn't have any special meaning to me at all. Just didn't stick. That was a that was a crazy fun time. You remember that time we were in uh, we were playing music on the street, and um, like everybody just came to us and would sit with us and stuff. And and at one time there was a weed dealer. He's like, "You guys, you need some of that green?" And I, we said, "Yeah, we totally do." but we have no money. He's like, that's all right. I'll wait. And he stood at the corner and watched <laughs> us play music <laughs> for like an hour. Don't remember that one either. Until we, we had enough money. And then I walked over to the corner and right as I was paying him for the weed, like the cops drove by and they're looking at him. And I think they're even yelling at him. They're like, you better not be so weed. He's, and I'm like, dude, I think they know what's going on. He goes, yeah, they know. They think they go catch me. They don't go. It's a different game out there, man. But then I walked back around. And and there was some kid on heroin. You remember that? This kid was on heroin next to me. And and he was like, I'd be playing music too, except I'm on heroin. Yeah, he's one of the guys who comes up to you and keeps asking for the guitar, right? I fucking hate that shit. He's oh, like, hey, hey, man, me, let me, let me. And he's like reaching for it while you're still like in the first half of whatever you're doing. He's like, hey man, that reminds me of something I want to play. Hand it over here. Oh man, that's so good. Hand it to me. Well, sometime a motherfucker stole my mask. While you were jamming? Yeah, Uh, well, I had put it aside. He didn't rip it off your head, but he just saw that you had let your guard down. What a fucking cocksucker. It was the uh, Stormtrooper mask. Mm-hmm. He said, aren't you a little short for a Stormtrooper? And he took your fucking helmet. Nah. I was just out off dancing and didn't look back for a second and it was gone. Oh, so um, how did you I get it I don't even back? know who it did. It. I don't have any, any know who took it. Is that how you lost it? It wasn't lost. It was stolen. Christ. So you never got it back. Did you go around to the pawn shops and see if someone had turned it in for cash? Cash money value? No. Those uh, yeah, people will see somebody doing something and they got to make it all about them and go up and fucking get in your shit. And they're like, now look at me. Look at me now. And, and they fucking suck. I was at, a, a, I saw Doug Stanhope. Right. And he annihilated some heckler, right? This chick was uh, pointing her camera at him. Like, teehee, I'm going to get Doug Stanhope. Uh, I'm going to fuck him over with something he's going to say on stage. 
and she's got you know purple hair like loud fucking purple accents in her hair and stupid horn rim glasses and got her fucking camera out her little handy cam and she's like poking it up like it's a little game like she's being all cute right and and i catch doug right as he catches her i catch doug's eye and it looks like he's looking right at me and he has this icy fucking death glare that dude like it made me feel like oh my god if i was alone in a room with doug stanhope right now he would be like taking stuff out of the pantry and throwing it at me or whatever just attacking me right that's the look he's given me and i'm like does he hate rick and morty so much that he's going to interrupt his show because he noticed it on my shirt like what is it that he's so pissed off at me about and then he goes what you just did is like bringing a, a wire into the fucking goodfellas club do you understand what you're doing right now like because he was he was already doing extra he was like working shit out and he was fucking on man it was like as good as a special and well, this, was, was there some subtext here? And this chick is just poking what, her camera. What was he talking about? Anything that might... Uh, oh, whatever, why dude. Was, why was she doing this? It doesn't make it... There's no yeah. story to this. It's just... Uh, no, it's just some not, chick it, it making it all about her fucking self. Because it's not enough to just to be in the same room with a legend. Well, I mean, was he saying something that you know might have offended her? Yeah, of or? course he was. He's Doug Stanhope, dude. His whole thing is to say insanely outrageous stuff and then to you know challenge the way you think yeah but she and he was so mad specifically because she was going to put it on the internet or something right it, it's more to do with the specifically the venue we were at it's a, it was a place called ground zero in south carolina and doug was telling us as the show opened up he's like this is the club that is like the way clubs used to be. This is the club that I look forward to playing because, you know, Slayer would play this place and uh, fucking the Misfits and shit. This is, this is like an old school fucking kick-ass, grungy fucking place where the green room is a back deck that, it, that just looks out on a yard full of trash. Like, And this is the place where you want to see Doug Stanhope because it's going to get blue. And he he was fucking destroying, man. So th this was a sacred place to him, and he made that clear in the beginning. So it was especially insulting that this chick was pulling out her camera and fucking, you know, recording something that she was only supposed to witness. Pissed him off. And I felt every bit of that hate when he, because it was like he was looking at me because she was right behind me. It put the it put a chill in me. And but this chick, because it was all about her, she was just like, "Oh my god, this is my moment! I'm so getting him right now." And security should have just yanked her out right then and there. But because everybody's so worried about losing a fucking customer or something, uh, she did it a second time, and then and finally got removed. But then Doug was like, "Fuck this." You know, she she spoiled the fucking mood. I'm over it. And and he was done after that. She this one chick single-handedly ruined, uh, like Doug's uh, favorite night on his tour. 
It didn't ruin it. It was still a kick-ass show. But you know what I'm saying. She ended it when it had enough flow to go on for another hour. It was a good little joint. Ground Zero. I would recommend it. To anyone in South Carolina, that's where you're going to see some real shit. I was, dude, Doug was right there. Fucking 10 feet away from me. These dudes were obviously tripping on acid. They were laughing so hard that Doug is like just playing to them at one point just to see how hard he can get these dudes who are tripping to laugh. And they're in such hysterics that they're like hugging each other, like Beavis and Butthead or something. Like they're clutching each other because they're dying of laughter and like they need. It was hilarious. I, I'd never seen that before. Somebody just completely at Doug Stanhope's mercy, unable to fucking cope because he's like tickling them with words. Yeah. Wish you could have been there. Wish you could have been there, Kilgore. Where were you? No, I don't really care about that stuff. You don't like live comedy? I mean, maybe I do. I've never. I've never done it. I thought you came on the show to plug your tour dates. No. You're not uh you're not gonna be in Amsterdam for the comedy festival? No. You're not playing? They call it playing. You're playing a room. Like as if you're a musician. You're not playing the uh Pittsburgh Comedy Jam. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. But Bill Hicks would open for Tool. Back in the '90s. You like well, Bill Hicks? Yeah. yeah. You, you like, don't like Tool, right? Yeah, everybody likes Tool. But how long? You know how long they've been working on this latest album? Wasn't it like 2007 when they last released something? Or 2006? That's a long time to be working on one album. Why are you asking me album. about Tool? I don't know anything about Tool. Because I thought you were jamming with Tool when you were manipulating those girls' realities. Weren't you? Wasn't that you and Danny Carey, who holds a PhD in percussion, crushing those girls' realities? You were manipulating it with your left hand, and with your right hand, you were finger banging it. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite key to? Jamming. My favorite key? Yeah. Uh, well, same to me. First page uh, in Google. I guess you could say minor. Well, I like... Uh, you like fingering minors? <sighs> People are trying to scam us so hard through the uh, Chronicle, man. I am Vinayak, a web development manager in India. And I work with 130-plus experienced IT professionals who are into iPad apps. <laughs> Thanks, Vinayak. And this other chick, Anna, I'm pretty sure she wants to turn the Chronicle into some kind of fake news, uh, Russia trap or something, because she comes at me with these fucking, like, we'll write about... Um, whatever like harp or something and she'll she'll write to us like oh i loved your thing about snowden and harp and like look at this thing about free speech and 
obviously you love free speech so i just assume that you're going to republish this thing did you click on the link and she fucking is following up with me and stuff i'm like i never read your story did you actually read ours do you know what the internet chronicle is do you know that we're not that let's we're go not... further with her i i why you know i'd like to hear about this tell me more about her this is like a ghost story only good i mean she... this is this is the first interesting thing i've heard the whole goddamn episode apparently she she says have you received my last email and I had already emailed her back. I told her. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and so it's like she didn't get that. What it, you know. So she is really. What exactly does she want us to write? I mean. Okay. Well, I'm not actually gonna. It, I don't want to click the down. link here. Because I'm afraid that it could. That no. I don't. Yeah. Well, iqsdirectory.com/slash/resources/slash/everything you need to know about geoengineering. This is her story. She said, I would like to hear your opinion on this article. Also, if you find it useful, please consider linking to it from your page I mentioned earlier. Please let me know what you think. Smiley face. Thank you very much, Anna. And Anna puts a period after her name when she signs stuff. They don't teach that in American schools. Um, she says, amazing job on your page. Chronicle.su slash news slash Trump promises end of chemtrails. You have on your site really great stuff. Smiley face. So I wanted to get in touch with you. I've recently written an article, Everything You Need to Know About Geoengineering. And she wants us to republish this stuff. Okay, let's read it. Let's hear it. Um, all right. I'm going to open it up on this computer over here where I'm a little more comfortable opening bullshit stuff in an email and we'll we'll see what she has to say but i told her ada i did not read your i haven't read your article i received your article but i haven't read it and i said have you read the internet chronicle do you realize well, well she, clearly she had no dude clearly she hasn't because or she would realize we're a satire news site and not no, real, no. <laughs> and not a disinformation channel either. I said, what's up, Anna? What do you want to do? And she hasn't written back. Because it's not about linking to some article. I'm more interested in finding I out if she's real. Article. I want to hear her article. Okay, we're about, to, we're about to hear her article. But I want to, regardless of whether this is, I don't, if she's real, if she's real, I want to know like what is she like what is her larger goal with this fucking article shit what's she up to man well how the fuck are we even supposed to start knowing if we don't if you don't read it i'm never gonna read like, this article like if you have that question the first place to do it you just read the damn thing i mean how hard is that because i don't i don't know if she's trying to track me through this page oh jesus well oh, it's maybe about she climate is, change but, uh, if that's what if that's the case we'll find out here in a second now i've opened it on a secure uh, browser it's about climate change she says climate change is a difficult subject to discuss i guess she says this it doesn't say who the author is right ranking well, right at the she top could be fake, but you know i want to see um all right it says uh that the remedy to climate change is geoengineering what is geoengineering one way to explain the concept is through an equation if geo equals of or relating to the earth 
then geoengineering equals earth engineering. All right. So she's a geoengineering fanatic, right? Yeah, yes. And, and is there, let's just skip to the conclusion. I don't want to go through all the definitions of what every fucking word in the world means. I mean, Christ. Well, all right, let's, let's jump to it. our final let's thoughts. A global policy, easy answers, every idea is on the table, advances, ultimately, some of those radical. She, she's buried it so deep in bullshit. There's not, there isn't one, is there? It just goes on in every direction at the same time and never comes to a point. Right. Oh, God. And well, then there's a work cited. But look, the, I mean, you Anna should read, has sent me two. What's the last paragraph? Read that for us. Anna sent me another one before this one. Let's read you her know, other it's one. It's more coherent, yeah. Yeah. Send they, it to me, too. I want to look at him. All right. Forward to Kilgore at chronicle.su. I can't read that. All right. Just post it to my goddamn message. Uh, I'm looking for Anna's hmm. other thing. Are you afraid you're going to get 100 years? Just sharing a link? Let's get that link out. But Anna has contacted me before. She contacted me in, on January 30th. Christ, man, she's talking about a goddamn thing I wrote about, and you haven't told me? I mean, I, I know it looks like spam. Well, hold on like just spam, a second. But I want to see yeah, that. Yeah, it's spam. It's, it seems it's like it's uh, tailored to us personally, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way spammers do this shit. I've never had a spam. I'm, I'm just blowing me. it up like as if it's a big deal. This is obviously nothing. Let's see it. I forwarded it to you. <laughs> I can't read Kilgore at Chronicle SU. I gotta like fucking do a whole thing right now. I'm not gonna do that right now. Yeah, I just, dude, I just did that whole thing where I've logged into my email and forwarded it to you. Yeah, it's the wrong email. It's not that important. Uh, she's just fucking spamming. She wants us to link to oh. her fucking geoengineering scam. She's just scamming, spamming, and scamming. She wants us to link to her shit because she's uh, an SEO slave for some slave hole. It's interesting that she's got a Russian name, you know. And that there might be some kind of right wing uh, push there that we're just seeing like the foam of mm. some kind of deeper machinery. I'm sure she's uh, a good person. I'm sure she's got a good heart, good set of intentions, good head on her shoulders. But I think I wrote her back today or yesterday or something. Asking her what you know, what do you want to do? Because I think it's fun to call a, a bluff if that is indeed a human controlling it. But I don't even think it's a human because she asked if I received her last email when clearly I had. I had responded to her already. Man, I got nothing to go on here. You sent the email to the wrong goddamn email. <laughs> don't I thought you just Kilgore at Chronicle.su. I've, I've never logged on to that for you, you know, just years ago. I used to. Oh, okay. Well, I pay extra so you could have a private email. You know, it belongs to you. Some pretty good old boys here at the Internet Chronicle. Well, this, this story that we can't read is really 
I got to uh, fucking dead end here. Well, I got to log into Discord over here, and I'll send it to you through Discord. This is the first thing I've been excited about all night, and you fucking send it off to some email that I can't access, and then forget about it and say, "Oh, hey, it's not my fault. You can't <laughs> access the Chronicle email. I sent you the credentials. Why would I reuse that email? I got, got I, another email. It's a kick-ass email, man. It's encrypted. You know." <sighs> Well, it's a chronicle I've, I've email logged address. onto it once and then never looked at it again. And uh, sorry. Yeah, I went out of my way to make sure that uh, that you had your own. It was like private and sequestered. But uh, I'm copying and pasting it into Discord for you now. All right, fine. I just want to go to the link that she had to her website blog she wanted us to post. Here, it's all here. So I could find out her agenda immediately. Track her down, man. All right, let's see here. Hunt that game. Amazing job on your page. You have really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that means she hasn't fucking looked at it and she's spamming. Individually tailored to us. Yeah, man. She's a hard worker. She's doing this her homework. A, this is an ACLU page. You didn't even realize that they, she was working for the ACLU? Read her email. Yeah, I saw it connect sites. Dude, she's sending me emails from different email addresses every time she writes to us. That's bizarre. Yeah. She's a fucking spammer, dude. Isn't what's her name? Amanda Piper? Anna Kusarkova. It's the same name. It's just a different email. Kusarkova? Really? Yeah, sometimes she writes me from iqsdirectory.tech and then other times she writes from connectsites.com. <coughs> Alright, connectsites.com, huh? I mean, this is all spoofed. Yeah, this, this, this just froze my tab here. It's not from. I mean, you know, that's probably just some non-existent trash, too. We don't know what their real intention for even writing this is. I think it's uh, just to spread malware. Yeah. Yeah, you click that shit. That's why I didn't want to click it in the first place. I am not going near that garbage on a production system. On a, on a Chronicle.su production system, baby, you can fucking forget about it. I ain't communicating with no Anna Kusarkova on this goddamn GTX 1080. No sorry, Bob. I ain't clicking on no heads on, on a fucking compromised system. Anna, you can go fuck yourself. Thank you very much. Well, that sounded a lot more interesting than it ended up being. Yeah, I was just fucking around. Yeah, that's okay. Ain't nothing to it, baby. Ain't nothing to them old Russia bots. They'll just text you, email, they'll call you up on the goddamn telephone and hang up when you answer. Like, that's kind of the thing that disappoints me about the fucking spam calls. I don't even mind that I'm that I am being connected to a uh, telemarketer. I look forward to that human interaction. And I'm disappointed when it's just some shit that hangs up on me. At least have the decency to let me insult a scammer on the, you know, if I'm having a bad day or something, that feels good. I like that. Well, Leave you sent on. a message back to her and you insulted her, didn't you? 
I asked her if she'd read the site and is she aware that yeah, that's an insult you you notice, right? <laughs> Dude, she insults me, coming at me as if she's even a real person, coming at me with this I read your site and I and it looks great and lovely. Well, you don't have to justify yourself clearly. She's some kind of spammer. She's insulting. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying she she opens the door to insults. Well, you were just saying how that's the thing you wanted to do was talk back and yeah. slap back. And and there there was the perfect opportunity. And uh, I popped her a little message while I was taking a crap. I was like, have you actually read Internet Chronicle? Because, um, you know, we're not actually fucking uh, Soviet Union disinfo page, in case you hadn't actually looked at it. Anna, you would see that Snowden <laughs> is not really dumping harp stuff. And that we, you know, and that we're... We don't believe your insane conspiracy theories just because we we might mention it. Well, that's not our official stance. No, the official stance is that we are totally fucking in at the ground level. We're we're in on the ground floor of this thing, as they say. And if you have a a budding conspiracy that you would like promoted, you'd like to see on the show, give us a call. 917-675-4836. We'll hook you up. We'll suck you off. We'll give you one under the table for free. And uh, we'll get that business off the ground for you. It's a lethal Joker thing that they're trying to give back to the community. You just um, promise to give us whatever, 90% of what you make, and we'll give you a little business. You can pretend like you work for yourself. It'll be cute. And we'll control your fucking money. Because uh, this is just an initiative that Raleigh started. He likes having money, and he says he wants more of it. And just as just as much as we could make, Raleigh told us to make it for him. And he's putting it in his pockets and walking out of the door a lot. Just stuffing those dollars into his Raleigh pockets. His fucking... Raleigh's got 10 or 12 pockets in this check, and he's just reaching in all of them all the time, pulling out money and stuffing more money in. There's literally a trail of money behind him everywhere he walks. Misers follow him, just picking up the dollars. Raleigh doesn't care. Raleigh doesn't notice. What's the most uh, you ever found on the ground? Did you ever find a hundred bucks? No. You found five. That's true, yeah. You ever found a fifty? No. Did you try to return the five? No. You said, that's mine. That that fiver belongs to me now. How many fivers you got in your pocket right now? When was the last time you found a fiver? Did you keep it for good luck? Uh, well, what do you want to do? You want to hang up the show? I guess I found a $5 bill when I was a kid once. I don't ever remember. I mean, finding a $5 bill is like... You know, that that really doesn't stick in my memory, you know. It didn't change your Why life. Would, I mean, do you... Listen, do you remember the last time you found a $5 bill? I mean, fuck no, you don't. Christ, why would you ask someone that? It's just a... <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, funny. It's like you the last ask. time you... Uh, <laughs> I, kept, I keep a journal of every time I find any amount of money over $5. And it adds up over time. 
And I've got a ledger going all the way back to 1993 when I first started it. I was seven years old and I asked for a journal because I've been finding a lot of money when I would go through my mom's purse. And I needed a way to keep track of what was coming and going. So yeah, I keep a ledger. I think it's weird that you don't. And uh, yeah, I, I remember my first $5. I remember. Yeah, I found it and I bought some crayons. I remember. Yeah. Did you ever steal when you were little? No, never. You just... <laughs> I got like a thrill out of stealing when I was a teenager. And I would steal quite a bit. And one time I stole Kill Bill. And we watched Kill Bill. You remember that? We saw... Uh... No, I don't remember. I remember watching it, but I don't remember no, you weren't stealing yeah, it. You weren't there when I stole it. In fact, that was it was at that point that I was aware of it and I had become kind of ashamed of it. I'm like, why am I stealing this? I don't even need to. And, and we watched Kill Bill that night and I didn't mention it. That was good partying, though later on that guy picked us up in a van and he like wrecked his van in a ditch and we had to help him push the van out his name was d we had to help d get his van out of the ditch d was a good guy you'll meet a lot of good guys on internet chronicle hate radio if you just keep listening call in we'll shut your dreams down i'm hate suck i'll bill kilgore really brought the the fire and the fury on Tonight's hate radio. Shutting down the ghost stories top to bottom. Skeptic, Kilgore. Thank you for your patriotism. Keep your eyes to the sky. That's what I'm talking about. Some pretty good old boys. This is Hate Sec, signing off. Chronicle.su. Go fuck yourselves.
Bimo. But my dream is to own a black casino, like Bugsy Siegel, and do it all illegal, and get scooped up by my brother homies in the Regal. Uh, it feels good to get baby bubba. You see, this is from the G's and the keys, motherfucker. Now follow as we ride. 